Welcome to Nebraska Farmcast from the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm Ryan Evans. For agricultural producers, decision-making plays an important and everyday role in the operation. Making decisions in such a dynamic industry that includes uncertainties such as weather, government policies, and competing short- and long-term objectives illustrates the benefits for farmers and ranchers to develop proactive, consistent decision-making skills that are designed to produce the desired outcomes. To explain more is Jay Parsons, a professor and farm and ranch management specialist here in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Hi, Jay. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. So first, can you start by explaining your view of the decision-making environment for producers today, and what are some challenges and the implications of those? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, I mean, we make literally thousands of decisions every day, and a lot of them minor, some of them major. Uh, but when it, when it comes to agriculture, um, I can't think of a more challenging environment for, for a business owner to make decisions in. And agriculture is a business, but it's also in a lot of cases, a family-owned business. So you have a lot of those dynamics uh, working in there. And then, um, you know, you already mentioned the the weather and and, uh, the uncertainties that that brings about just in how production works. So so there's a lot of uh, complicated details to deal with, a lot of interactions to deal with, um, and a lot, and predominantly just a lot of uncertainties to deal with. So So it's a super challenging environment for producers to work in and and most producers i know are extremely busy trying to basically deal with some of those challenges from a production standpoint and and don't often have a lot of time to think through uh, the decisions perhaps as as well as they should and uh and really it's sorting through all of that information and today compared to say uh, 20 years ago they they have more information to sort through so it becomes even more of a challenge just because the uh the volume of stuff they have to consider. Right. And with all the complexity today and all the, the data and information available to producers, it's probably easy for them to feel overwhelmed when faced with decisions. So what are some common mistakes or bad habits that you see in the decision-making process? Well, a couple of big ones are, are procrastination and then over-reliance on what I'll call outside experts, although they may or may not be actual experts, but, but, um, so, you know, with all the uncertainty, we tend to want to kind of wait and see how things turn out and, and, uh, and then make our decisions. There's a couple of reasons for that. One of them is, is cause we hope some information is re- revealed and that of course would be a legitimate reason to wait and see how it turns out. Um, but oftentimes it's just because at, at, uh, early in the stage of making a choice, sometimes the choices are, uh, the number of different things you can choose are, are, quite large and just sorting through all those can be a difficulty for a producer. So they tend to, you know, kind of wait and see how things go, see what choices stick around and that kind of stuff. And just in general, just wait till the decision becomes a little more easy and cut and dry to make. Um, You know, the downside of that, of course, is some of the best choices you could make will sometimes disappear, right? So pricing is a simple one, right? So you sit there and you're Looking at the markets, you don't know how they're going to turn out, and you have all these different alternatives uh, for how you protect price or maybe set your price for your product, and you're not sure what to do. And you say, well, let's see what the market does. And then the market drops, and maybe a contracting opportunity goes away or whatever. And it it might be an easier decision at that point, 
uh, to lock something in or, or, or not. But the, the fact of the matter is, is because you waited, the best choice just disappeared. Um, so that, that's definitely a big one that I see. The outside expert one, again, it's another opportunity. I don't want to say get lazy, but just to simplify simplify the problem uh, or the decision that they're trying to make. And, and so they'll turn to somebody else and say, you know, what do you, what do you think I do, should do? Should I lock in price now or, or not? And they basically present it uh, to the expert without a lot of context to the situation that they're really dealing with and get the uh, first take from the expert and then just kind of move forward with, well, you know, so-and-so said that's what I should do, but not really take into account that so-and-so didn't know all the details of their situation. So those are probably the two biggest mistakes I see is people just procrastinating and people looking uh, too quickly and too definitively for outside help um, without fully explaining and fully, uh, you know, making sure those people are up to speed on their decision environment. Great. And in terms of what you consider best practices to be, uh, we have a new article you've written on decision-making up on our website at farm.unl.edu and you write that developing these proactive decision-making skills and trying to gain an understanding of decision quality as you make those uh, can really benefit producers. So can you explain more about those two concepts? Yeah, well, the big thing with pro, what I call proactive decision-making skills, and I'm not the, the creator of these this terminology. There's some folks, uh, Stanford and, and uh basically an international crowd that, that's been working on these concepts of proactive decision-making and um, building decision quality uh, within an organization. Um, but the proactive piece, the way I would describe that is anytime you make a decision, it should be made to get you where you want to go. And to get you where you want to go, and uh, as maybe the layman's terms of uh, basically saying, what are your objectives? What are you trying to achieve? Uh, with this decision. So the, the biggest thing I tell producers is the most important thing I try to get across to them is when they're making decisions, especially really important decisions, they want to make sure it gets them where they need to go. So they want to make sure they understand the objectives they're trying to achieve with that decision. And that takes, uh, first of all, it takes a little bit of time and it takes a lot of discipline to make sure that you do that and that you write those things down and remind yourself as you go through time that this is what I'm trying to accomplish, that your decisions become more consistent with moving you in that direction. Um, so that's the number one thing to get across. And, that, and not only does it make your decisions better, but it also helps you create decisions. That's where the proactive piece comes into play. So you can recognize opportunities better to make uh, as time goes on um, to basically make choices that get you where you want to go. So you may not have recognized uh, a, a decision uh, opportunity uh, because you really weren't thinking, oh, hey, that'll help me accomplish that, and you wait till it becomes a problem, till you're forced to make that. But if you really take the time to understand your objectives, you, you'll more readily see those opportunities and say, hey, you know what, I can call so-and-so up and see if they'll do this or whatever the case may be because uh, it can be pretty complicated, but you'll recognize those opportunities better. So that's where the proact proactive decision-making uh, comes into play. Um, now, part of that is also being confident in making decisions because we tend to avoid things that we're not good at. And so so you hope that you build good skills and a good understanding what a good decision looks like uh, so that you become even more com comfortable, basically, uh, proactively seeking those opportunities to make choices. And decision quality is really a, a phrase that came out of Stanford University. Um, they have a pretty active – It's it's one of the core places that basically decision analysis uh, derived from back in the 1960s. 
Um, so there's been a, you know, you look through time, 50 plus years of, of people working out of that center out there, basically thinking about these concepts and, um, and decision quality is basically the idea that, first of all, you know the objectives that you want to achieve, that you have a good understanding uh, of uh, the information that you have to deal with and the quality of that information and the uncertainty around that information and so on. And um, and basically that you're able to uh, build up confidence that you're making good choices. And as a part of that, the, uh, the last piece of decision quality is that you're committed to actually implementing that decision. So... So basically, it's looking through those pillars of, of what makes a good choice, in particular, good information being brought in, um, a good understanding of what you're trying to achieve, a good analysis of those alternatives uh, and the trade-offs between those alternatives um, and the uncertainty around things, and then, uh, and then of course, uh, commitment to actually implement it. But, but that's uh, the concepts behind it, that you become more and more comfortable what a good decision looks like become more comfortable with what you're trying to achieve and more proactively seeking opportunities to make choices to get you where you want to go. And of course, the benefits are self-evident um, that people are more likely to get where they want to go. And a matter of fact, there's been quite a few studies uh, done where they've tried to measure proactivity when it comes to decision making and then ask people life quality choice um, questions. And the, the consensus is, is that people are much happier when they're more proactive in their decision making. And if a producer doesn't necessarily feel confident in their decision-making or maybe feels stuck in their ways a little bit, you've, you've written in this article that agricultural producers are ripe for decision training on these decision-making skills. So uh, do you have any examples of that or, or why do you believe that? Well, a couple of, of uh, recent experiences working with producers here in Nebraska is, is as you can probably guess from hearing me talk, I really emphasize objectives a lot and taking time to think through what you're trying to achieve with some of these decisions so then you can reuse it and obviously proactively seek out those choices. And, and on a couple of separate occasions, just working with uh, ranchers in particular, uh, you know, they basically articulated to me the, the uh, aha moment or the relief or whatever, um, and I would describe it as permission to focus on their objectives uh, versus trying to analyze a bunch of alternatives. And um, so, you know, I, that said to me that there's, they're, they realize this is an issue. They realized how complicated their lives are trying to run these operations with all this uncertainty, all this information. And, and of course, in a lot of cases, you know, huge dollar amounts at stake. Um, and so they're struggling with that. And so, and like any normal person would, um, but anyway, just, just the reaction I've gotten from producers as I've talked through some of these decision-making concepts and, and trying to get them focused on, on themselves and what they really want to accomplish and take ownership of the decisions, um, it, that, that's really been gratifying to me and, and left a signal with me that, that producers are looking for this type of uh, help in moving forward and basically sorting through the complex world that they're dealing with. So, um so I, I think they're ripe for it. I, I think some of them that uh, um, are doing it now or that have come to the programs and seen, uh, you know, some of these concepts are, are really uh, better equipped to move on. And I know that it's not going to get any easier for producers to make decisions because the, the world just keeps getting more and more complex. The information just keeps, you know, hammering us in larger and larger volumes and being able to sort through that. 
understanding what's important is going to be a, a huge skill and a huge determinant of uh, who's successful in the future. Yeah, exactly. Well said. That's Jay Parsons, a professor and farm and ranch management specialist here in Ag Econ at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. If you want to find out more, he has a new article on decision-making in agriculture on our website, farm.unl.edu. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Ryan. This has been Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For decision-making tools, articles, podcasts, videos, and more, visit us online at farm.unl.edu.